Welcome to the SMB Community Podcast with your hosts, Amy Babinchak, James Kernan, and Carl Polichuk. Produced by and for the Small Biz Thoughts community. We're dedicated to making every IT professional a successful IT professional. DropSuite provides backup, archiving, and recovery solutions developed at scale to power your business defense of cloud services. Award-winning, safe, secure, and scalable, as well as trusted by top channel partners like Pax8 and SureWeb. DropSuite protects Microsoft 365, Google Workspace, and email from the full range of threats, accidental deletion to full-on cyber attacks, all with an understanding of what MSPs need to be successful and compliant. Interested? Learn more at dropsuite.com. Hi, this is Carl. Welcome to another SMB Community Podcast, the last one of 2021. And I have a very special guest today, Mr. Dave Seibert. Welcome, sir. Thanks, Carl. Always a great treat to be here. So for folks who have never heard of Dave Seibert, which seems odd, but as we know, you still need an introduction. Uh, I will give an introduction and then you can give your own. How about that? I'll, I'll give a little one and then you can expand on it. So Dave is everything. He is a Microsoft MVP. He's a, an influencer. He's a global and national community builder. He's a big deal in the IAMCP and has been since I think day one. Uh, he runs SMB TechFest four times a year, and he owns a consulting company, one of the most successful in the United States, uh, IT Innovators, which of course makes you one of the most successful in the world. So congratulations to you. And that's what makes you such a special guest because you have this breadth of knowledge, not only on the community and technology, but also on how to be a successful managed service provider. So what would you add other than the fact that you have a beautiful wife and a, uh, and a lovely life? That is an awesome introduction. So appreciated. You know, the, uh, the the thing that I'll add is two things real quick. One of them is, is that for 15 plus years, I also do peer groups, peer groups with uh, larger partners, and, and we might have a chance to chat about that. And then uh, lastly, bedtime reading. If you want to know my uh, additional activities, uh, visit davecybert.com. All right. And uh, you're also on LinkedIn, so we'll put that link down below. So is LinkedIn your favorite meeting? It is. You know, let's face it. If you want to have a, a conversation, meaning if you want to, you know, get 20, 30, 40, uh, uh, you know, uh, conversations going at once, I think Facebook is, is where you want to go. And, and it's just more conversational focused. Um, if you want to stay a little bit more on the business side of the house and get the word out to business people, business relationships, uh, uh, business activity, uh, I think LinkedIn is your answer. So uh, I think you really honestly need both. Uh, but by far, Facebook is still a little bit more personable and, and still more chatty. And, and LinkedIn, I think, is, is still the better way to build and grow your business. All right. So uh, let's start out with, we're going to talk about 2021 and 2022, but I want to start with TechFest because you run one of the, I think, one of the most well-known and successful events every year, and you do it four times a year, which just blows my mind. <laughs> 
so what's the latest and greatest on TechFest? You made it successfully through 2021. Yep. Uh, what, do we, what do we look like going forward? Yeah, you know, actually, uh, we grew in size in, in 2020 and 2021. And uh, virtual, uh, you know, a lot of people complain about virtual and, and actually I thought it was fantastic. I mean, don't take it wrong. I love in-person events. I, I, you know, shaking hands, kissing babies, uh, you know, I, I love the hallway conversations, et cetera. But virtual allowed people to participate um, international, allowed people to participate uh, anywhere in the U.S. that maybe couldn't travel. So we actually saw a lot of growth, which was really exciting. And, uh, and like you said, it's been, you know, 10 plus years. Uh, I think it's something like show number 42. Um, and it <laughs> That's really... actually amazing. I mean, 42 serious events, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. With, you know, uh, the, the smaller ones, 100 people and the larger ones, three or four. Right. And, and I average uh, 300 plus, and, uh, which is pretty sweet. And, you know, mostly, um, you know, U.S., uh, but, but we average about 10% international. And, um, and it's pretty exciting. And, you know, I, I love to do it. My, my coin phrase is, you know, it's quarterly because our industry and business changes faster than once per year. And, you know, we watch whole product lines come out mature and, and you know, vendors uh, uh, merge with another vendor and, I mean, so much happens in, in you know, literally months. I, I can't fathom only doing something once a year in our <laughs> industry because how do you stay current? Right. And uh, so, so that's why it's quarterly. And uh, uh, so, uh, you know, some people are like, what are you going to do? Are you going to do physical? Are you going to do virtual? You know, everybody's tired of Zoom and, you know, you get the whole idea. And, you know, hey, we're in a pandemic and it hasn't gone away yet. But on the flip side, uh, I, like everybody else, have been to physical shows and, uh, and, and I, I miss them and I want them back. But I'm also a realist at the same time. So I'm doing both. I'm going to make it happen for all audiences. So there are people that are anxious to travel and that's fantastic. Out of my four quarters for 2022, two of them are gonna be physical shows. And that way, all the people who want to travel can travel. Oh my gosh, we're going to get together. We're going to have a fantastic time. And so, for for all the people that that are you know skittish, have health issues, they have family or elderly, whatever it is, and you cannot travel, I got you covered too. Uh, we're going to do two that are virtual. So Q one and three will be virtual. So January so, and July. Uh, so so uh, January will be. Um, virtual and July will be virtual. And then June Q2 will be physical and October will be physical. So, so is, is, is that partly you just taking a bet that the world's gonna still be shut down in January, but it, it might be open in, uh, in Q2? No, I think that, that what it really is, is, is serving all audiences. And, uh, you know, I, I, I say this, you know, from a, from a multifaceted, meaning my, my audience is, is partners. My audience is, is also, uh, you know, uh, uh, vendors, uh, solution, you know, that are providing solutions uh, to all of us, uh, you know, solution providers. So uh, they, some of them are on lockdown. Some of them can travel. Some of them cannot travel. 
Um, and it's it's true on all sides of the house. Speakers, same way. Um, I have a lot of speakers that um, they won't jump on an airplane, but they would love to speak at an event. And a lot of people want to hear what they have to say. So I think by doing two and two, I'm I'm really pulling in 100% of the potential audience versus who am I going to exclude by doing you know either only physical or only virtual. You know, it's a weird thing of uh, human nature that we somehow at the beginning of this said, okay, that like that we're going to go through this. I don't know if it's going to be three months, six months, nine months. Nobody thought it would be 21 months, but right. <laughs> you know, we, then, then we'll go back to normal or we'll go back to the way things are. And then there was this Ever. evolution of the new normal. There's yeah. always a new normal. The whole point of doing your show quarterly is that you can never go back. You can never, you can't go back even three months because the technology is going to do what it's going to do. And so we don't have any choice but to move forward with it. I think it's interesting because part of what's happened is there's a lot of things that could have changed over a long period of time. And it's sort of like almost like there was this spring that was getting tighter and tighter and tighter. And finally, the pandemic gave it a chance to spring out and say, hey, guess what? We really don't have to be remote or we don't have to be on site if we don't want to. A lot of speakers I've talked to, they make way more money not traveling. You know, they can stay at their house and do four shows a day rather than get on an airplane and do one show. And so, you know, they're they're making a ton more money. And a lot of them have decided they're never going out again, and, and whether there's a pandemic the, or not. And the community wins, too, because the community, I mean, they get to, the speakers get out there more, which means the community gets more exposure to them. And also, you know, I got to tell you, I don't really miss the the really large conferences where there's eight and nine tracks running simultaneously, and you can only attend one. So you miss out on the other seven or eight. Right. And then also because there's you know, room capacity, there's only, you know, let's say 50 people can fit in the room. So you actually skip an entire session beforehand so you could get in line in order to be one of those 50. This is This is really what we all lived with with many years. Uh, you go virtual and you do it right. And, and I'm, I'm going to say that I do it right. I've, I've gotten lots of kudos, which I appreciate. And, and I did make the top 50 conferences, which is really sweet. But, but by doing virtual, you can attend all of the speakers, all of the events and not have to say, oh, which one am I, you know, which, which 90% am I going to miss out on? Right. And uh, we need to move on because I really want to talk about 2021 and 22. But I have, oh, to, know, say... uh, I have to give a, a really fast 10 second plug. I'm so excited. Um, I have Microsoft corporate VP Rodney Clark as my special guest for Q1. And I'm going to do a fireside one on one chat with him with everybody. So uh, I got to cool. throw that in there because I'm excited. To well, the last thing that. I was going to say was just that part of what happened in that spring springing out is that people could have attended your events virtually for years. And now suddenly a wider audience has found you. So congratulations yep. on that as well. Thanks. So let's talk about the evolution of technology this year, 2021, and what happens in what, a few days, <laughs> 2022. Um, where have we been and where are we going? I know you're a big fan of CES. Uh, are you going? Are Absolutely. You... All so, right. you know, I've been to CES, I think this is year 21. And um, I wouldn't miss it because it's way more than electronics. Because if you stop to think about it, 
years and years ago, there used to be lots of conferences that people in our industry, vendors in our industry could go to and, and, and you know, bring their wares to you know, all of us. Well, a lot of those conferences went away. So because CES is still there, they actually allocate a, a whole huge area to CES to our kind of industry. So don't think it's only consumer, it's not. And, uh, and then CES, you know, one of the reasons I'm going uh, quickly is they partnered uh, with Clear, as in Clear at the airports. And you have to, you cannot attend CES unless you're 100% vaccinated with proof, digital proof from Clear and um, you can't pick up a badge or anything. And you have to be face mask 100% of the time, not a choice. Otherwise you're asked to leave the show. I didn't realize the clear thing. Uh, I'm a big fan of clear. If people don't have clear, they should get it today. So, yep. so <laughs> anyway, I'm gonna go. So, so tell me about your thoughts on 2021. Uh, uh, please don't start with ransomware, but you're free to talk about it at some point. <laughs> you know, let's face it, it's, it's drama. It's uh, um, it, it really is 20, 2020 and 2021 are, are both drama and disruptors. That's the best way I can describe it. And uh, when, when you turn on the news, that's what you hear. And, you know, you hear inflation is up, uh, you know, uh, the, the medium uh, salary increases don't match, uh, you know, uh, talent is a challenge for a lot of people. And, uh, you know, you want to hang on to the workforce that you have and you, you don't want them going anywhere. Uh, yes, we, we read about the attacks on vendors, the attacks on MSPs, uh, the attacks on everybody, right? Right. And um, uh, just today, we, Carl, you and I were chatting for a minute. I received an email from the RSA conference that they've postponed their conference from February to June. So, you know, the cycle's repeating itself a little and bit. And that's the, the retail solutions. And um, so it's, you know, so you might say, oh, crap, it's still <laughs> happening. But, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll pause right there and say this is the best time to be a solution provider. This is the absolute best time to be uh, uh, an MSP. Um, so... When disruption happens, most uh, MSPs thrive in their business. Matter of fact, uh, if you listen to uh, people like uh, Paul Dipple, Service Leadership, which I greatly admire and, and, and like his, uh, you know, him and his stuff, um, he'll say 25% uh, of MSPs thrived this year. I mean, they excelled more so than they ever have any other year. So um, while there is disruption happening, this is a great time uh, for MSPs, it really is. Well, it's also the case that uh, there are people out there who are constantly looking for opportunities. And if you've got an industry or a client that suddenly says, this is my time to try something new or to invest a ridiculous amount of money and, and leapfrog over my competition so that when all of this is over, they'll never catch up with me. That happens in, that happens in recessions a lot. People who go into recessions with a bunch of money and a bunch of ideas end up changing their industry. And if you provide tech support for them, you know, it's all thumbs up for you, right? So uh, it is always an opportunity. There's always somebody doing something new. And of course, you and I are biased because we live in California. So between, you know, the, the greater LA area and, and the uh, Bay area, I mean, 
we see innovation everywhere every day, um, but it's true everywhere. You know, it's true in manufacturing. It's true in, you know, all these industries that are changing. It's, it's almost like the ground is moving underneath their feet, yep. but we're used to having the ground move underneath our feet. Again, I, I like that theme of, of TechFest, right? The, the industry changes more than once a year. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, on a humor note, I, I find it uh, fascinating that a lot of people in our industry don't like change. And, uh, and it's most of us got into technology because we love change. But then we started a business. And, and once we started the business, you know, magically, we didn't want things to change anymore. Um, you know, because that takes work, energy, and effort. That's true. <laughs> but, and, 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 uh, but I'll tell you, our industry that we all chose, it's a changing industry. And regardless of what your vertical or your focus or your specialty is, embrace it because change is part of what we do. And uh, our tool sets change, our client base changes. It is what it is. Right. And uh, so when you interview and you look for culture, one of the things you should be asking is, are you OK with change? <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's funny because most people say, oh, yeah, I totally love it. But they love change that they help create. They don't like change that happens to them. And it's, you know, you remember the old book, Who Moved My Cheese? Totally. Right? <laughs> so yep. People love it when they're moving the cheese. They don't like it when somebody else moves their cheese, right? So uh, I might actually go reread that book uh, at the beginning of the year. So, so 2021 uh, has had some challenges. Um, how, this is a side note, but who do you think at Microsoft was wise enough to say in March of 2020 that we will do no more live events until at least 2022? You know, let me tell you, it was, um, you know, I, I give credit to Microsoft for doing that. And it wasn't just Microsoft, meaning a lot of the, the, the bigger players in our industry, the Microsofts, the, the Amazons. The yeah, they, they were just the first one I heard say that. Right. And, uh, and a lot of them um, have taken the position, meaning, you know, at first you thought it was temporary, meaning you thought it was just for, you know, perhaps one year. Some of them have announced that uh, anyone that wants to continue working remotely indefinitely right. can. And, uh, and we're watching that happen you know, at the SMB level because uh, it, it is a challenge, I give you that. But I think that the fear that you know, if I send somebody home, they're just going to you know, watch TV all day. They, they learn that people are, in some regards are actually more productive at home. They don't have the long commutes they don't have all the same expense of, of lunches and gas and all the things that they might normally have. And, and they have some time for, for family that, that, you know. Right. And they can do a split possible. shift and nobody will know. And yeah. 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 So, so, uh, so, you know, back to your, you know, new normal, you know, everybody hates the phrase, you know, new normal. Um, but, but I think instead of uh, new normal, we're in an adjusting moving society. And we're always going to be an adjusted moving society. And, uh, you know, somebody teased me the other day when we were uh, having Christmas dinner and we were talking about, you know, the generations before us and then the generations after us and how some of the kids just don't appreciate, you know, the, the technology that they These have. These kids nowadays. Kids. And what was amazing about that is, is, is uh, I was reminded that when we, you and I grew up, we didn't appreciate the light switch on the wall. Meaning it was just there. We expected it. 
And when you flip it, the lights turn on. Well, some of our grandparents didn't have the light switch on the wall. Right. So, so it, my point is we are a constant moving, evolving industry and it will always be that way. And uh, you got to keep changing in order to stay relevant for your clients. And that means that your, your practice, you know, uh, has to keep changing the products that we use, the way we use them, uh, and the things we, we help our clients with the problems that we solve will always be changing. Yep. Well, and you know, it's interesting 20 years ago, I think that people spent a lot more time on education and it was mostly technically focused. Like I'm going to get a, an exam on Microsoft server or on exchange or on windows or desktop or whatever. Um, and now it's more on business models. And I think that's great. I, I think the industry has honestly and sincerely grown up in terms of becoming more professional and, and actually having a business model that many of us share across uh, the country and across the globe. Um, and I, I hope we get back to some of that. But it's also the case when it comes to culture that we need to remember that you and I, we can stay home. We have uh, the resources it takes to run our lives any way we choose to. But our employees are often younger and they need the culture that comes with being in an office. They, they need to, to actually interact with other human beings in their industry to say, hey, did you see this and that? And just to know them as both friends, but also as uh, mentors who can show them how this industry works and how things operate. So yeah. I don't think that we will ever eliminate the office uh, nor do I think we should. Agreed. Plus, a lot of young people, they live in really cramped small apartments with a roommate who won't shut up during a Zoom call, you know, and they and they're trapped literally in a bedroom with nothing but a couch. And, you know, it's like, come on. <laughs> they want to go back to the office because it, it's more like the real world to them. And it's yeah. a different experience than you and I, where I can be in any room in my house and I'm going to be just fine. <laughs> yeah, uh, agreed. And, you know, for us, for IT innovators, my MSP, you know, we have a hybrid model. And uh, so everybody on certain days comes into the office. Some days they, they work remote and, um, uh, and, and we have a floating day where, where we rotate. So maybe some people have uh, Tuesday that they, they work remote. Some people have Wednesday they work remote. Some people have Thursday. But, but by and large, everybody comes into the office on Monday, Friday. And, uh, you know, the whole idea here is not to have an extended weekend. It's, it's to have a, a work-life balance and, and, and be more productive. Right. Well, so uh, speaking of weekends, the, the weekend will be in a couple of days, and then we'll open our eyes, and it'll be 2022. Yep. Uh, are you looking forward to it? Do you think the optimism continues? Do you think that 2022 is going to see us growing exponentially and loving it? You know, I'm I'm excited for 2022. I really am. And 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 my excitement has nothing to do with whether the pandemic stays with us or does not. Um, I, I think regardless, I, I think that we're in a great place for growth. I really do. And matter of fact, you know, a couple of tips. One, the first thing that you should do in, in 2022 is raise your rates. Um, I know here, a lot here. of solution <laughs> providers that they have gone three and four years without increasing rates. And you're really behind market. And you can't 
give the salaries to retain your, your talent unless you're making money, making profit. And a lot of them are like, oh, if I raise my rates, my client may leave me. Let me tell you, I run peer groups. And one of the, the benefits is watching uh, literally dozens and dozens of successful solution providers go out and, and take the same motion, the same action and watching the result of what happens. So the first one is I've known providers do a 3% increase. I've known providers that did a 10% increase. Regardless if it was three or 10, 99% of all their clients stay with them. And well, the uh, last time I saw you was uh, in uh, Anaheim uh, at NextGen, I think. Hmm. And yeah. uh, that conference and another conference I went to, um, people were talking about doing 30% increases. I heard you that know, too. If and, you and are you know, too far behind, you have to catch up. You, you do. And, you know, the, the transition I really say is, is you need to land some additional new clients because the new clients come in at your new prevailing rate. And it's not a shock, meaning you, that's, it's the rate that they know when they met you. So, so you need some new clients. Once you have the new clients and you secure your base a little bit better, then go and, and do that rate adjustment to your, your older clients that you have not been doing that you really should have been doing the whole time. And, and that way, if you do have some fallouts, let's face it, they're not the right clients for you anyway. Anybody can sell Cadillacs for $10 or right. you know, <laughs> each, right? So if you want to be a successful uh, solution provider, you have to make profit and you have to offer, you know, best of breed services to your clients. And you can't do that if you're operating at a loss. Well, I, I wish I could take everybody who has an argument about this and force them to attend a webinar and get literally you and whatever, the, the, the other coaches we deal with and, you know, a handful of other people and up on stage and just say, okay, and ask every single question, ask it any way you can ask it. And the answer is going to be just raise your rates. I mean, one perspective is what are you going to raise them? $5 an hour, $10 an hour. Is any one of your clients going to drop you for $5 an hour? Holy smokes. You know, another no. perspective and is, look, you need to standardize your rates. You can't have seven rates across your clients. You, you need a rate and then you need an after hours rate as far as I'm concerned, but make it as simple as possible so that nobody in your company has to worry about what the rate is. The rate is the rate, right? We yeah, don't discuss the say. rate. The rate is the rate. Think about your, there's a statement and it holds true with our clients too. And that is a confused shopper is not a buyer. Right. So in other words, if you make it too complicated, they're not going to buy because right. they don't understand and, and, and they want to clearly understand so they can buy. So, you know, I, I love it when I go to a restaurant, it's like, do you want a one, two or a three? You know, now I know they have more on the menu, but they made it simple for oh, right. the vast majority, right? Well, when the, and the problem is that clients do the same thing, right? If you go to a, men, uh, a menu that's an inch thick and you're like turning the page for half an hour and uh, you're like, you're just overwhelmed and you're, you're looking for the one special thing, what do you do? You, you go back to something you know, well, I'll try their steak, I'll try their salmon, I'll try their right. burger, right? And so you pass up all the other nine, 99 pages of stuff to go for something you already know. Um, that affects people's buying. And, and, you know, clients are not stupid, but you need to make it obvious to them what they need to do. So anyway, 
You know, I would I would uh, transition a little bit further into 2022. This is a great transition year, meaning um, uh, think about the cycles that happen. If you are still break fix focused, this is a great time to begin a transition over to an MSP model because long term your business will be worth more. Uh, you'll be able to sell for for a, a, a greater EBITDA percent. It's the right direction to go. If you are an MSP, this is a great time to include MSSP services into your MSP. And uh, so I, I think that that at one time in the industry we thought there'd be just MSPs and just MSSPs, but but they're really starting to blur more and more together because the clients expect it. And and likewise, um, if you're a CSP. There's yet another transition, and that is over to the NCE model, which is the replacement of CSP. And uh, so there's a lot of transition, and that's not a bad thing, but right now is a great time to do it. Because um, I, I think with things right now, we don't have a lot of disruption. A lot of us know where we are, and it's kind of continuing. It's just, it's continuing, you know, month after month the same way. So, and it's a new year, so this is a great time to start, you know, working on your business versus in your business. And, and working on your business, um, great time to look at your model, where you're making your profit. Is it meeting the needs of your clientele? Where do you want to be six months down the road and, and start making that transition? All right, so we're, we're literally almost out of time, but is there anybody listening to this podcast who should not attend SMB Tech Fest? Everybody should attend. Okay, it's really so. designed for, for the audience, uh, for the technology audience, for the reseller, for the MSP, for the ISV, uh, for the cloud partner, security partner. And I'll, I'll share with you, and you'll put it in your notes, but uh, smbtechfest.com slash go slash worldwide. And you can attend it from anywhere. The next show is Q1. Uh, January 20th, it will be a packed day of content, speakers, education, vendors and their products, and um, uh, you talking one-on-one -on -one with each other. I have get a room so you can have those hallway conversations with three to nine people um, ad hoc, uh, a virtual bar for fun, $1,000 to give away and a lot more. So everyone oh. really should participate. So do I have to do anything special to get the thousand? Do I have to like dance on the table or anything? No, you just no. have to be there. Okay. Meaning, you know, participate. Very good. So um, smbtechfest.com slash go slash worldwide. You got it. All right. So yeah, I even memorized that. Of course, I didn't write that down. So now I'm going to have to go through, listen to this in order to write the notes for this show. But Dave Seibert, you are a true uh, asset to this community worldwide, not just in the U.S. And uh I appreciate your time and your generosity. Uh, you do a lot of stuff for this community and uh, we're, we're better off because you are part of us. That, that, that's awesome. And I have to squeeze in two things. Number one, Carl, happy new year. Oh, happy new year. <laughs> and, and also to all the listening audience, happy new year to you too. I, I really hope that everybody has a profitable, blessed and successful 2022. All righty. Thank you very much, Dave Seibert from SMB Tech Fest. And this has been the final SMB Community Podcast of 2021. Thank you for tuning in to the SMB Community Podcast. 
If you found this useful, interesting, or fun, please subscribe, share with your friends, and give us a thumbs up on your favorite social media. Please check out the show notes at smbcommunitypodcast.com and give us your feedback.